0: Five three one zero six is our text number. That'll cost you thirty cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Time for how to when we address some of the decisions you don't make every day. Today it's how to get a dog. Kira Moran, head of communications at Dogs Trust. Kira, good afternoon. Hi, thanks for having me. Let's get the Christmas one out of the way because you know that's yes. partially where, we're, where people might be thinking of nice Christmas present.
1: Yeah, good idea. Not a good idea coming up to Christmas and although, you know, some people think that it's a lovely time of year to get a dog um, and it is a lovely time of year for a lot of things, getting a dog unfortunately isn't one of those times. Christmas is a time where there's going to be a lot of things going on in most households. So there's going to be people coming and going, different guests coming and going, visiting. You're going to be going out. You know, there's going to be decorations around. There's going to be chocolates around. Chocolate is poisonous for dogs. Is it? It is. Yeah. And if they eat chocolate, you have to bring them to a vet straight away. It's really, it can be, it can be fatal. Um, in, in, in the right quantities. So. Christmas is one, especially if you have a new dog or puppy that's unfamiliar, you know, with your household. There's just, there's a lot of reasons not to get a dog coming up to the Christmas period. We would really say, if you're thinking of getting a dog, wait until after the Christmas period is over and get one in the new year.
0: Right. Okay. So... Let's assume people have taken that advice and say, right, we'll wait until the new year uh, before we get a a dog. Now, we'll get to where you can get dogs from in a minute. But in terms of if you like the checklist of what you have to take into account, what kind of things should you be considering before you even consider having a dog?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things to consider taking on a dog. A dog is a big responsibility. Like, in the end of the day, it's about a 12-year commitment. On average, dogs live 11 or 12 years. So, you know, you really have to take into consideration all those things that you might be doing in that time if you're going to be going away a lot on holidays. But even before that, doing research about the type of dog, the breed of dog that you're thinking of getting. So... For example, you know, if you're someone that goes on big mountain hikes every weekend, you might want a big energetic dog that can come on those hikes with you. If you are a couch potato, you want to sit around all day and you like, nothing more than to put your feet up and watch television all all, all week, then you might want a, a quieter dog, a dog that isn't as energetic. And and funnily enough, it's greyhounds and lurchers that are those dogs. That's so
0: surprising, isn't it? Yeah. Because you would have thought there were balls of energy.
1: Yeah, well, they have a big burst of energy, about a 20-minute burst of energy, and then they literally want to curl up on the couch for the rest of the day. They are
0: the biggest couch potatoes. Right, OK, So mm. so would they be low maintenance then?
1: Yeah, I mean, like they're, you know, they've very short hair. So in terms of shedding, they'd be good as well. Like there's there's a lot of pros to lurchers and greyhounds, actually. And um, they're, they're just fantastic dogs. They're really lovable. And they just want to snuggle up with you and they love love and affection. That's all they want. Uh, so if you're the kind of person that just wants to snuggle up on the couch with a dog, maybe that's the kind of dog for you. And, and amongst other dogs as well. I mean, there are, obviously there's a lot of different breeds that will be like that as well. But I mean, if you're a really active person, like going out walking all the time on big long heights or walks like a dog like um, a husky would be probably more your taste because they can you know go and they can keep up with that stamina you know so it really it really just depends on the kind of person and kind of household that you are and mm. um, so it's doing that initial research into what type of dog you want to get is the, is probably the very first thing you, you need to consider.
0: And the, the size of the dog—is there a correlation between the size of the dog and the size of your house, and particularly the size of your back garden, if you have? One?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, look—you are going to need a bigger back garden if you have a big dog that wants to run around a lot um, in a garden. And, and, and also, if you're if you're looking at adopting a dog or taking a do- dog into your house for the first time, you need to make sure that your garden is secure, that they can't get out easily, because mm. that's the last thing you want is for a dog to, you know, manage to a door be left open, or you know, there be a crack in the wall and they're able to get out. If there's a crack in the wall, they will get out, um, you know, if they're, especially if they're in a new environment that they're not familiar with and they might get frightened. So um, looking at things like that is really important because um, time, money and space are the, the three key things that we would really always ask people to make sure you have thought about before you get a dog.
0: Yeah. And on the subject of time, if it's a family where um, there could be kids, but they're going to school during the day uh, and both parents go out to work. Is that in that scenario should you not have a dog?
1: Um, it's not necessarily to say you, you shouldn't have a dog, but you just need to factor in other things that you might need to do. So let's say there's options like doggy daycare. You could have a relative close by that can pop in and bring them for a little water. You might be able to come back back on your lunch break. You may be able to work, you know, from home some you know some of the, the the time of the day or or a portion of the week. So there's it really just depends. There's different circumstances, and some dogs are are you know, all dogs are different. So some mm. dogs will, will not mind being on their own for longer periods and other dogs really will hate it. So yeah. in the end of the day, it really will depend on the dog and, and its lifestyle and, and what it's become accustomed to as well will right. be a big thing.
0: Okay, would it be would it be advisable in that scenario or something similar to have some sort of doggy flap for the dog so at least the dog can go in and out of the back garden.
1: Yeah, as long again as long as your your garden is secure. I yeah. that's a, that would be a you know, that would definitely be something that at least they could you know have access to an outdoor space um to run around in so definitely but again we'd always you know you know need they need to be checked on you know because mm. you don't want to just leave a dog on 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 their own for for too long a period of time and they get lonely as well you know yeah. they, they want that company
0: too now i mean and a common thing and we already have uh questions about this but the, the, like it, you know it, what dog is good with kids Theoretically, are all dogs good with kids? Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Couldn't it's, you know you, you it's, it's the breed like it doesn't really make too much of a, of a difference in, in if you're looking at a breed of dog being better with one with a child. It's all about what they've grown up with and what they're used to. So if we know, let's say for example in Dogs trust, if we know that a dog has lived really well with a family with young kids, then we would be able to adopt that dog to a family with younger. Children, but yeah. if we don't know that dog's history, we don't know. You know, they might be frightened of children. They might not. You know, so if we don't know a dog's background, it'd be really difficult for us to place them in a family with young kids because you just don't know if they're if they're used to it or if they're going to be really frightened.
0: Yeah, and so so that well, I'm leaving aside any uh, experiences they might have had because if they've come from an abusive home, that's obviously not going to be uh, great yeah. for them or maybe for the, or difficult at least for the adopting family. But can you kind of inherit? A temperament uh, you know if if you know the the mother of, of six puppies is you know a bit cranky and a I, bit aggressive are I, they more likely to be cranky and aggressive
1: yeah I mean I wouldn't say it's a one size fits all with, with mm. dogs but they, they can inherit behaviours from their, their mothers and actually a big thing that we that we see now, and it's far more prevalent now than it used to be, is that in those first three months of a puppy's life, they are so crucially important, like people underestimate how important those first few weeks and months of a puppy's life are. And if if they're, for example, born in, a, in an environment where they haven't been properly socialised or habituated, which means like getting them used to everyday sights and sounds and people and um, touch and feel and all of those everyday things... That, that dog actually will, could have developed behavior issues for the rest of their life that mm-hmm. will impact them for the rest of their life potentially and so that's why we we always really are careful um when we're we're giving advice to people where you get your dog from is really really important because if a dog comes from a really bad badly bred environment an environment where they were badly bred or they didn't get access to those normal everyday things they weren't properly socialized they can have very bad behaviour issues.
0: Yeah. Could certain breeds, though, have certain kind of uh, traits?
1: No, like, we'd always say it's the deed, not the breed. It's always, you know, every dog is different. They're like people. They have their own personalities. They're Mm. all individuals. Some dogs will... Some breeds, by their nature, will, um, you know, inherit different traits. Like a collie, let's say, will have certain traits, you know, for herding and things like that. Um, But in terms of just general, like you know, behavior towards people. No. I yeah. mean every dog is very different in
0: that respect. It's would some breeds be tend to be barkier than others?
1: Um it's really hard to say. You know, dogs don't bark. Dogs bark to communicate. Yeah. So if they're if a dog is trying to communicate, uh, let's say it's left in the house all day on its own, it might bark to say I'm bored. I want someone to play with. You know. So it, there's no, there's nothing really to say that one dog is going to bark more than another. Um, it just depends on the situation that they're put in.
0: Yeah. Uh... I think some bark more than others. Maybe (laughs) living in a house with a dog who barks. There's someone walking past her house. There's someone at the door. I want some food. Look at that. Uh, You know, I heard something. And like she just barks all day long. Yeah, uh, well, and half the time we don't know what she's like, at. like, like humans, some dogs yeah.
1: are, are just born to be yappier, yeah, yappier yeah. than others. Some but again, people just won't shut up. Exactly, like. <laughs> it's, it's it's not necessarily a breed thing. It's more yeah. of a dog's individual personality thing. <laughs> uh,
0: would you? Uh, someone wants to know. Would you recommend pet insurance?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think definitely. You never know what's going to happen down the line. Your dog could be absolutely perfectly fit and health healthy for the first five, six, seven years of their life, and then you might find that you might need it in, in their later years or you just never know or something tragic could happen early on in life. And you just want to make sure that you're definitely prepared for that and you're definitely you have yourself covered. Yeah, because it can be really expensive. It can be, especially yeah. if they need an operation or you just you don't know. Like your own health insurance is really important. There's nothing like your health, is there? So, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely we would we would recommend that.
0: Uh, I was just back from visiting a family in America, and they have a pit bull. Initially, I was a bit edgy around him, but he's the coolest and calmest dog I've met. Is it true they are illegal here, or and is it just because of the stigma? Danny wants to know.
1: They're not illegal here. No, they are on the restricted breed list. They're illegal in the UK, but they're not illegal here. Mm. Um, and there's certain um, legalities around that, so they have to be muzzled when they're in public and things like that. But we we know from experience with that particular breed, they are. Gentle giants, like they are absolutely adorable dogs. They really, really can be the most affectionate dogs, um, and um, yeah, they're, they're they're amazing.
0: Yeah, and, and well, some dogs now they're because of <clears throat> because of. They're kind of bred for the way they look, you know, uh, and some dogs are born that are kind of more slobbery or have poor eyesight. Or there are certain breeds who are, God love them, suffering because yes. humans have interfered with the breeding yes. process.
1: Yeah, um, they're called actually, if you're referring to the flat, flatter face yeah. breeds and they have very bad breathing difficulties. It's called, they're called brachycephalic uh, dogs and it's basically when they have their bred like uh typically you would see, see it in french bulldogs and pugs and that kind of squishier face mm, look yeah. w- on a dog um yeah that that is a lot of that is down to bad breeding and that is when they have picked the two m- most flattest faces from a litter and they've bred them together to get an even flatter face and actually they can have horrendous medical issues and we've seen some dogs that it can be fa- fatal in a lot of cases, and um, they can't cope well with hot weather. You could equate it if you were to imagine climbing up a really big mountain and breathing through a straw. Mm. That's that's what they're living like. Oh God! Um, it's absolutely yeah, it's absolutely horrendous, and and so many dogs more so now are affected because of this unregulated breeding yeah. that is happening and they're allowed they're, you know they're able to, to breed in this way and unfortunately the, the, the products of that are dogs that have really really horribly complicated medical issues and breathing issues and difficulties
0: yeah uh, let me uh, I have a staffie as well as my two year old and baby and he's amazing with them but his breed is on the list of dogs not allowed in the park so socialising him is hard. I've never heard of that before. Are there breeds not allowed in parks?
1: Um, I, I suppose it would depend if it was a public park or yeah. a private park. In nice. public parks, yeah. I've never heard of that. But I mean, I do know that they certainly wouldn't be allowed. You know, they have to be kept under effective control. So they need to be kept on a lead and, and muzzled in public. Yeah. And that and that is the law. They would need to be muzzled. But I've never heard of them not being allowed in a public park before. Unless it was specifically an all you know, a, a a specific requirement of that particular park
0: yeah that is uh, that is unusual interesting Uh, we have a fair few uh, questions Uh, two kids six and ten looking for a rescue uh, puppy another family uh, they lost their French bulldog Ziggy over the summer they'd love uh, to welcome a new little dog uh, an, another family uh, saying the same thing. Actually, they're saying they're doing it over the Christmas period, which uh, I think Kira's already uh, given you the, uh, the the rules on that one. Uh, so, a, and, but all, all these three questions though are, and these, these are all families with dogs, but they're they're looking to get a rescue dog or yeah. adopt a dog. So that's a process, and it can take a while, can it?
1: It can, it, and it really depends if they're looking for a puppy. We have so many dogs in our centre at the moment looking for homes and we have litters of puppies and we have adult dogs and we have everything in between Um, we would really encourage people to adopt a dog if they are considering taking on a dog Um, I would suggest if they go onto the Dogs Trust website so dogstrust.ie and you can get lots of information about rehoming on our website Um, it depends really on when you're talking about how long the process takes it really depends from dog to dog Um, some dogs can be it come from more you know would uh, you say difficult backgrounds yes, where yeah. they need a lot more specialized training and behavior that we can offer them to get them back on their paws and ready for their family. so if they're um a lot ner- a lot more nervous than other dogs, they might need to meet their family. A few times before they can, you know, just take them home. And mm. whereas a puppy might be more straightforward, and um, you know, we could we could place a puppy r- relatively quickly with a family yeah. that were interested. Now we don't often have puppies on our website, so. I would definitely urge people to go onto our website, fill out a home finding questionnaire, um, and uh, and we someone will definitely get back to you. We've a bit of a wait at the moment in getting back to people because we're, we're we have an influx of dogs at the moment, um, and we're is we're a, working is our that way a through a
0: Seasonal it. thing? Or, or? It's
1: actually a, a it's a post COVID thing. Oh um, yeah, gosh. there was a huge demand for dogs over the COVID period, and now we're seeing them all coming through our doors, um, and we really have had. We've had more, far more requests this year than we did in the entire of last year already. So, you know, we really have seen a huge increase in the amount of dogs that are being surrendered to us and coming in through our doors. So we're urging people... There are lots of dogs um, in rescue centres, in Dogs Trust. So please do go onto our website, fill out a home finding questionnaire, tell us a little bit about yourself and what kind of dog you're looking for. And a member of our team will be back um, in touch to, to to see if we can match make you with the perfect dog.
0: Yeah, but obviously part of that process is somewhat like adopting a child, is is that the home has to be suitable for a dog.
1: Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we really take great pride in is matching the the dog with the perfect home um it's really 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 important for us that a dog goes to the right family but also that the family gets the right dog they need mm. to they both need to work um you know as i was saying earlier you know d- there's different families of d- very different needs you might be a caged potato you might be someone who goes on long very long walks you know regularly It's, you know it really is something that we need to look at every you know different family situation and 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 match them with the perfect dog. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, but would it be, obviously, as you said, this time of the year, uh, at the moment, it's particularly busy because it's a post-COVID thing going on. But generally speaking, there would be some sort of a wait, I assume.
1: Um, Yeah, it it would just depend um, on the time of year, how many dogs we have, how many applications we have coming in as well. Um, But we, you know, even if there is a wait, we will get back to you. Um, So once you fill out a questionnaire, um, give us a little bit more information about yourself on that questionnaire. um, And then that will, you know, a member of the team will be in touch. So um, it's just, yeah, it just depends on on the time and how many dogs we have and how many families we have suitable. Um, You know, we we might have family, a lot of families waiting for dogs but that we just don't have a suitable dog for them yeah. at that time but you know then once one comes in then we kind of we complete that matchmaking um, you know part of it and and you know we'll look back and see oh is there you know this family that applied a couple of months ago will be suitable for this dog that came in last week
0: Yeah they. and now you did say often that you know you'll get dogs in that uh, may have had a, a troubled past have been you know perhaps subject to cruelty etc Yeah uh, I may have behavioural problems now, and you can see how people who want to come into adopt a dog might be a bit nervous. Yeah. If you do take in a dog who comes from that kind of background, is it more work for the person?
1: I'll tell you what it is. It's very, it's very much more rewarding because these dogs. It's not their fault. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, and all they need is time and patience and love, and you know they will come round. Um, and. I, I you know, I can't express how much more rewarding it is than the, the time you're going to put in into getting that. Um it's just if you're a dog lover, you'll know yourself like the the reward that you can get from from dogs is absolutely You know, it's out of this world, magical, you know, and I think it's something really, really special. If you have that time and commitment to put into adopting a dog that really does deserve a second chance at life. um, it's something that we would really, you know, we would we would encourage. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, the other alternative, of course, uh, to this is buying a dog. And this seems to be quite complex and you have to be careful who you're buying a dog for. Now, if you do go this route, mm-hmm. what kind of things should happen? What kind of things you know, should you see in uh, as part of that process?
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean, as we all know these days, everything is so quick. At the click of a mouse, you can purchase almost anything. And unfortunately, dogs are no exception to, to that. Um, and a lot of dogs are bought on impulse and it's, you know, that quick cute puppy picture that you see so we would really encourage people to take their time and that includes if you're if you're going online we would really recommend first of all that people visit reputable sites like pet bond is a a really reputable selling website for dogs and they do you know inspections and and they really make sure that the advertisements that are going up are you know are are above board and they're they're checked and things like that so and um, That is what we would recommend first and foremost if you are is to do your research and go to a reputable, we- reputable website. There are other things though and there are red flags that you can look out for as well. So if... If the sale seems to be very quick, so, you know, if you if they're willing to like meet you the next day and they don't, you know, and and the dog will be ready for you just to take, then that will be kind of a red flag. You know, you should be allowed to go and visit the mum and the pups and the litter and then come back and have a think about it and then come back again. If they're trying to make you, you know, buy a dog very quickly, that's usually a sign that it's probably someone who has profits. More at the top of their mind yeah. than the welfare of their dogs. So, um, things like that. Um, definitely looking to meet the mother, asking about the mum.
0: Why is that important?
1: Because um, it, it's important because the mother is the one that is going to. It be, be breeding, she's going to be the one that needs to be kept very well in good conditions. If you have just litter, if you have mums churning out litter after litter after litter, and you know, it, that's not going to be good. It's not, it's, that's a bad breeding env- environment, you know, when they're not looked after. If the mum has a matted coat, if she, you know, if she's kept in a dark pen, you know, you want to make sure that she looks healthy and she looks yeah. well kept and you know um, and are, like
0: are there kind of legal restrictions on on you know how many times a dog is required to breed and and that kind of thing
1: yeah well there there's a number of rules and and regulations in 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 the dog breeding establishment act and and um, that there's a number of requirements although you know that that we're still we're still ha- we still have very serious concerns about things like the staff to dog ratio. It's extremely low. I mean, you could have one staff per 25 Mm. bitches and... They could have multiple litters, and um, you know, so it could be one person carrying for hundreds of dogs. You know, so th- there's there are rules and regulations, and there is legislation around it. But we d- definitely, it's something that we do a lot of campaigning for and, and lobbying around, and to, to tighten up and to really make those those laws much harder you know, much uh, more much more stringent. improved. Yeah. yeah, stringent for for the for the welfare of the mums and the, and the pups.
0: So because despite you know. The regulations that are there, there are puppy farms still in Ireland. You still can buy a mass-produced dog. Essentially,
1: you can absolutely. Um, again, there's no limit on how many um, how many dogs can be bred in one place. Again, it's down to the staff to dog ratio. So you know you can have um, one premises with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dogs being bred a year and mums being kept breeding year after year after year in in terrible conditions. Um, You know, so it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things that we really, really have to make the public really aware of that this is happening. And, you know, just all all we can do is advise them to do their research, to watch out for red flags. You know, if someone wants to meet you in a car park, things like that, like that's a red flag. If you can buy a puppy really quickly online, that's another red red flag. Mm. Um. If they don't ask you, the breeder doesn't ask you lots of questions. The breeder should really care about where that dog is going. Um, in the end of the day, you know, because they'll want, if it's a good, responsible breeder, they'll want to know that the, their, their yeah. pups are going yeah. to good families. So they'll be wanting to ask you loads of questions and make sure that your house is really, you know, that the puppy is going to a really nice home. So that's another thing. If they don't ask you any questions and they, you know, you kind of show up and they just hand you a puppy, then that's probably another red flag mm. um, but o- o- more often than not it's too late by that point you've got you've gotten to the place the puppies there in front of you, in front of you it's really hard to leave leave them behind
0: Yeah now two uh, uh, final quick points um, someone it's, um, this is an interesting question would you guests recommend fostering a dog to see how well it fits in their household can you do that?
1: Absolutely you can we do a lot of fostering we're actually really crying out for fosterers at the moment so if anyone is able to consider taking on fostering a dog at the moment we'd definitely urge you to contact Dogs Trust, visit our website um, and get in touch with us there. And we've lots of information about fostering. We, you can foster puppies, adult dogs. Um, and it's a really, really nice way for us to be able to keep a dog in a home environment, in a, in you know, in that really nice, loving environment without them having to come into kennels in mm. our centre. And... Um, we, you know, we we have great kennels, we have a great centre and, a, you know, it's absolutely brilliant, but there's no place like home in the end of the day. Yeah. And we, that's what we would really, it also gives us an opportunity to find out a little bit more about a dog in a home environment because the kennel environment is not that, it's not the same place.
0: Yes, absolutely. Plus also for families when they're going on holidays and, you know, somebody has to take Fido for a couple of weeks. Do you have recommendations of you know wh- where one should go? Do you send them to kennels, because there are apps, as I understand it, where they can go and stay in people's homes?
1: Yeah, I mean you'd have to. Uh, what we would recommend is to talk maybe to your vet um, in your area, because kennels are kind of going to be locally. Mm. Um, so to find a reputable one, I would advise to, talking to your vet and seeing if they know any good local uh, boarding kennels that are reputable, and that they can, or even friends and family that have used one that they know are that they know are reputable.
0: Yeah, that's probably the most straightforward thing to do. Kira, <laughs> thanks a million for uh, talking with us today. That was Kira Moran, Head of Communications at Dogs Trust. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. Things going bump in Waterford. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank. Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.